The Free For All Roundtable. Round two. Here to uh, mix it up over a whole bunch of stuff. Um, Deb Hutton is here, former advisor to two Ontario premiers. Michelle Morrow is a music teacher. Bob Richardson, News Talk 1010 contributor, senior counsel at National Public Relations. Uh, Let's take ourselves back to the blockbuster announcement on Friday. I knew something was afoot, but I didn't expect it was going to be John Tory's last day in office. As a result, I've decided that I will step down as mayor so that I can take the time to reflect on my mistakes and to do the work of rebuilding the trust of my family. I'll be working with the city manager, the city clerk, and the deputy mayor, Jennifer McKelvey, to ensure an orderly transition in the coming days. Worth noting, John Tory has not formally resigned. As a matter of fact, I was just looking at some video through a window of him at his desk in the mayor's office. He's also got a budget that he wants to marshal on Wednesday. And uh, worth noting, as we enter into this discussion with our three pundits, the deputy mayor has already signaled to various people, including myself, that she's aware of the fact she does not get special powers when she takes over. So council could run wild. Um, Deb Hutton, let me start with you, because for a lot of us, uh, John Tory is more than the mayor of Toronto. He's somebody we know as a work colleague and in some cases a friend. So this is hard to watch him go through. Do we have Deb Hutton? I'm here. Can you guys not hear me? I can hear you now. Um, for me, he it, it's the person that matters. It's his family that matters. And uh, I don't know really what else you can say about that at this stage. I, I do not believe that uh, he will uh, stay on whatsoever. I don't think it would be good for him. Uh, I think it would be great for the city, quite frankly. But I, I just think you, you have to look at the person over the job at this stage. Okay. And Bob Richardson, I imagine you and John Tory have crossed paths uh, more than a few times in the past. Yeah, I, I, I chaired his uh, 2014 uh, election campaign, and we know each other very well. Uh, look, I feel uh, badly, uh, as Deb said, uh, no one wants to see this, and I feel very badly for his family, uh, wonderful, uh, wonderful people. So uh, uh, this is a very unfortunate situation. And just like a lot of people, I feel uh, disappointed. You feel angry over some of the stuff, and you feel sad at, uh, at some of the wasted potential here, too, as well. Interesting phrase, wasted potential. And Michelle Morrow, yes, we can argue or, or forward the view that it's sad to see John Tory going through this, but he's also the author of his own undoing. Right. This was not what I was expecting to find it on Friday either, and especially not from John Tory. It um, definitely goes contrary to the issue, uh, to the image that he has projected. Um, it's I, I don't know why I find that so disappointing, but I do. Um, and... I, I do think it's it's terrible for the city. We just the strong mayor powers just came in, and I, I from an outsider perspective, I'm not in the office, but I have the feeling that a lot of uh, regular people were okay with it because they trusted John Tory. They trusted that he would be a, a firm ham on the tiller, and um, now we don't have that. So I feel like it might be causing a little bit of chaos, just like you said. Interesting perspective, because yes, while the interim mayor is not going to have these special powers, whoever gets elected 60 or 90 days from now will. Bob Richardson, without getting too deep into speculation, you ran John Tory's campaign. You're one of those figures that I know is often quite politically active, but behind the scenes. Um, Are you going to kick into action and uh, try and run a candidate? Uh, I would say no. I think think I've done my uh, kick around the block, but look, uh, there are definitely candidates kicking the tires out there. I heard from uh, four different people uh, over the weekend. Um, so, you know, people are looking at what does it take, you know, in terms of money, organization, ideas, 
And I might add vision. Something I think the city needs is uh, is greater clarity and a vision that we can all buy into. And there's obviously family considerations too. So lots of people uh, kicking the tires right now. Uh, right now, no uh, no question about that. Yeah, Deb Hutton, I can absolutely guarantee that based on a lot of conversations I had this weekend. And sometimes it's what somebody doesn't say to you that confirms to you that they're kicking the tires. Yeah, and there's a lot of people who will do that uh, just to see if there's any interest, and it doesn't mean they'll ultimately put their name forward. It's the smart thing to do if you've had anybody ever say to you, hey, why don't you run for mayor? Um, From my perspective, uh, I am terrified of the left on council, quite frankly. And I am terrified of what our city would look like. The people that supported defund the police. I mean, that's why this budget is so important to get through because there's a lot of people that do not like aspects of it. And so I will, uh, I will happily do anything that can be done to stop the left from taking the mayor's chair. Okay, Michelle Morrow, I can guarantee you from talking to a lot of the councillors, that's the concern that this uh, seven-member new caucus of downtown lefties is going to run ripshot over everybody else. Yeah, I'm not as familiar with the, the small groupings on the council, but I do appreciate what Deb said is that we this is a budget we have to get through, whether you're on either side of it, the city needs a budget to move forward. So I appreciate that people are trying to focus and at least get that budget moved through on Wednesday and then perhaps Tory can have a clean break and we can move forward. But let's get something into place. Let's secure our house before the storm hits sort of thing. Okay, let's move to the next topic, but I'll start with you this time, Michelle. And that is Doug Ford must be so relieved that nobody's paying any attention this weekend or today to this business of a buck and doe party where developers were paying money and then sitting at the table with the premier. Uh, I was saying earlier in the show that it's understandable that the premier would be friends with developers. He's a businessman. But at the same time, this kind kind of thing where you're expected to start slipping envelopes of money into a pillowcase doesn't really look great. Oh my God, I'm so glad you added this to our topics this morning because this is driving me crazy. He made the comparison of like, how can you complain about this when he has Ford Fest and there's tons of people there. But the big difference for me is that Ford Fest is a celebration. It's a community event, whereas a stag and doe is explicitly a fundraiser for the couple. No one does a stag and doe and doesn't make any money. So to compare the two is impossible, I believe. And then also, even if everything was above board, he had to be aware of how things looked. You have to take that into consideration. They may be friends, but you have to be like, people might look at this differently. I don't. I want to make sure everything is above board. I'm not even going to take the chance of someone coming down on me later on. Yeah, Bob Richardson, I can't be the only person who started thinking about the opening scene to The Godfather, which is his daughter's wedding, and he's meeting with people, and they're slipping cash to him. I don't believe that happened to Doug Ford, but he had to know this wasn't going to look good. My favorite movie, I've watched it 40 times, so I thought of it too as well. So, uh, yeah, it's look, it's a bad look, and you got to be extra careful when you're in public office. And also, you got to ask yourself here, could you imagine if Kathleen Wynne or Dalton McGinty had done this, what uh, what the, what the, that crew would have said? They would have gone nuts, uh, and quite rightly so, saying that, you know, this is on the edge of, of being kind of morally acceptable. So uh, 
So I think it's more perception, um, and uh, it, it just doesn't pass the test. That's uh, that's the problem here. Whether or not uh, the commissioner said it's fine, or whether it passes the legal test. So I think they got to be thinking more and more about that, particularly as it relates to the uh, the the, um, the green space. Okay, and Deb Hutton, you worked for two Ontario premiers. Yeah. What what advice would you have given the premier under these circumstances? Well, it's actually, John, not so much my my work at Queen's Park that gives me a perspective on this. It's the fact that I was married to a cabinet minister. I got married to a cabinet minister and had two children uh, while he was still in politics. And we had to declare gifts to the integrity commissioner from people who had been our friends forever, even though... You know, just simply because my husband was in politics and had certain files. It's a tricky one. And and I think unless you've been there, you don't understand how difficult it can be. To me, the integrity commissioner is actually the bar that you have to hit. And so to say the integrity commissioner said this is okay, but it's not acceptable to the rest of us, I don't think is right. Because if the integrity commissioner said it was bad, we'd you know, people would then say, well, it's wrong. So it, it's tricky. Like having to declare a baby gift from someone that you, you know, had known for 20 years doesn't exactly sit well with me either. But those are the rules. That's what you do. Doug Ford did that. I honestly, I don't like it. But if it's not the integrity commissioner who's the bench and the bar, then who is it? Uh, Bob Richardson, as a member of the board for Soccer Canada, I wonder what what's going on. I mean, it's almost like the players are on strike. Uh, it's called labor negotiations, and uh, it's going on right now with the women's team, and it'll go on with the men's team. Uh, it's unfortunate that uh, it turned into uh, a bit of a... Uh, of a, of, of a fight in uh, the newspapers, but hey, this happens in life. And it also happens when you achieve a certain degree of success and there's more money on the table. So I think there's, uh, so I think there are some issues uh, going on related to that. I'm not at liberty to talk too, too much about it being a mere, uh, a mere director, but uh, look, I think there is some, um, let's just say, I think there is some uh, good points on both sides. And I think uh, people were working hard on the weekend, and uh, I hope things can get resolved in the next week or two. Okay, and Michelle, I know you're a huge soccer fan, so you must be rooting for the women's team. Absolutely, especially because even if uh, things have changed now, in the past there has been uh, proof that the women's soccer has received so much less than the men. And I know that people are going to complain and say that, oh, well, men's soccer, men's sports bring in so much more money. Not in this case, or perhaps not as, maybe not as much money, but they bring in more eyes. The women's soccer team has done so much more they've won a freaking gold medal at the olympics and we lost our mind because the men's team scored one goal in the world cup so i think the women's soccer team have proven that they have uh footing they have standing power to bring in people and to bring in advertisers but yet in the past they have received very different amounts of money for their soccer for their soccer support systems and because they don't know what they're bargaining against excuse me, I'm getting passionate, because they don't know what they're bargaining against. They can't necessarily say, hey, we want this money, because they don't actually know what the men are getting. And everyone says, oh, women don't bargain for their salaries, and that's their own fault, they get paid less. But if you don't know what the bar is, you don't know how to bargain. Yeah, well, and passion is always welcome. Uh, Deb, any thoughts? 
Wow, not after Michelle, no. <laughs> okay, then let's turn to flying objects. Are you beginning to look warily at the skies? <laughs> I I want to know where this is. Like, I can't wait to get details on this whole thing. Like, what is it? Where did it come from? And what was its purpose? I, I, I did read one article that said that uh, the military actually know, but they can't say. So I cannot wait for those answers. Okay, well, the truth is out there. Bob Richardson, Christian Luprecht said that we're effectively being tested probably by the Chinese, and who knows if we're passing or failing. Uh, it, sounds like it's, it sounds like NORAD is working, though. Uh, it sounds like it's doing what it's supposed to do. It sounds like it's uh, working, you know, between the countries. Uh, so uh, uh, I was encouraged by this, although uh, I do look up a little bit more than I used to. Yeah, Michelle Morrow, I thought it was a funny moment in a sketch on Saturday Night Live on Saturday where this general from the military says, well, we have very uh, sophisticated surveillance systems. We track it by looking up. <laughs> I know. It feels very strange. And there may have been most of these in the past, but we've never been made aware of them. I'm with Deb. I want to know what's in them. And I want to know what was the difference between the one they shot down over the ocean last week versus the one that just came down now. I do wish that uh, we hadn't had to rely on the American military to take down something in our own airspace. I wish the Canadian military could have stood up and done something themselves. But that's another topic. Uh, but yeah, I just want to know what's happening and where are we getting them in so many in such quick succession. Thank you all for your thoughts this morning. A very exciting uh dramatic day in the life of our city and the drama will continue. Jerry Agar taking your calls and on his show from 9 to noon and clearly there's a lot of unpredictability still about everything that's happening at Toronto City Hall and uh, so we'll continue to track that story all day and for the rest of the week because we don't even know. You know, John Tory hasn't officially resigned yet. Catch the round table round one at 745 round two at 845 weekday mornings on more in the morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.